what's up guys welcome back to the beating the buzzer podcast i'm adam uh and today is going to be a bit of a special uh special episode um so basically if you're on twitter on sports twitter you might have seen over the past day a little clip of nick wright making quote the case against michael jordan end quote um and the video went kind of viral obviously he is known for having very pro LeBron takes. Um, And he finally decided to, in his words, uh, not take the high road, even though I think he has already been going at Jordan for a while. Um, But I just thought the video was so dumb. And his points were so just not thought out and just factually incorrect. So what I have done is individually... Um, he listed five bullet points uh, for, quote, the case against Michael Jordan. And he threw in a little bonus that I go at at the end. But overall, I wanted to go through these and just individually tear them down piece by piece. Because all these are wrong. Um, I think he gives no context and kind of just says stuff. Um, and some of his points are invalid. So his, his five points, I've been talking about them. I'll list them now. One. And these are all going to be word for word. One, a total loser without Pippin. Two, never once beat Larry Bird. Three, could never beat a super team. Four, the East was terrible. Five, everyone won rings on his watch. That's the five word by word. Um, I think they're all pretty egregious, uh, but... Uh, again, I'll go into what he said uh, with each one. So for the before Pippen one, he says that, you know, before Pippen, he was a complete loser. He was 1-9 in the playoffs, never got out of the first round, uh, said that he never had a record above 500. Um, for his second point, said he could never beat Bird. He called Bird the best player in the league when MJ came into the league. I think that's arguable. I think it's a fair point to say that. But I think Magic and Kareem were definitely still in the case for that. But I guess in the East. Um, and that he could never beat him in the playoffs. Uh, for could never beat a super team. He defined three super teams. Uh, which, you know, the Celtics. and the, He's obviously just talking about the East. Yeah, he's talking about the Celtics, the Pistons. And then he threw out the Orlando Magic uh, as one. He said that. Uh, the Bulls were two and six, series record against them in the playoffs. Everybody else, the Bulls were twenty three and one. His next point, he said the East was terrible. He said after the Pistons, so I just count that as after eighty nine ninety. Uh, no team had one or more Hall of Famers in the East uh, except for the Bulls. Um, again, that is technically true. I guess, when you point it out. But again, I'll give context for that. Uh, And five, everyone won rings on his watch. In my opinion, this was his most egregious and just terrible, invalid, wrong point. Uh, He listed Bird, Kareem, Magic, Isaiah, Hakeem, Drexler, Shaq, Kobe, Robinson, and Tim Duncan. uh, All won championships in years that Jordan played. Um, Again, when we get to that point, I'll give a little context about why this is just hilariously wrong. Um... Again, uh, he said it didn't include the years Jordan was retired, um, but in that list, that is still factually incorrect because if you take out the years that Jordan was retired, um, 
or barely played, then I don't think you can count Hakeem and Drexler. But if you want to count the 17 games that he played at the end of the 94-95 season, then I guess you can when he came back from playing baseball. Um, uh, and he also said that uh, he wants to talk more about the years that MJ didn't win championships and that those years matter too. Um <laughs> So if we were only looking at the years that he won championships, he said that's, quote, a hell of a resume. But outside of that, uh, he wasn't too hot on that. And then he said that we have to count the other years. Uh, He also called the Magic the only real contenders in the East that Jordan ever played and that they lost to them. And he says that his three-point shooting was terrible. Um... So yeah, where to start? Uh, We will begin with his first point, that he was a total loser without Scottie Pippen. Um, So for this, I'm going to count 1984 to 1988. I know it's technically 84 to 87, but in 1988, that's Pippen's rookie year where he played 21 minutes a game, didn't start a game, and averaged 7 points. So I don't think it's fair to count that as a, quote, year with Pippen. Um, So I'll start in his sophomore year when he did start every game he played, averaged 14 points a game, 33 minutes, kind of like a younger Scottie Pippen, the one that we ended up, like, knowing and he improved on. Um, So let's go through those first four years. Uh, Year by year, uh, 1984-85, that's MJ's rookie year. Uh, His rookie year, uh, his second best players on the team were Orlando Woodridge, Woolridge, sorry, and uh, Quinton Daly, Danley, I can't read my own handwriting, but still, kind of nobodies who had fluke seasons, they averaged 22 and 17 points a game respectively, Jordan put up basically 28 points a game, uh, he put up like 28.2 that year, uh, 85-86, Jordan, I think this has been pretty well documented that he broke his foot, so he only played 18 games, so we're not really going to count that season when they went 30 and 52, they went 30 38 and 44 in his rookie year. I think I forgot to say that, but uh, in 86-87, this is like his first year back, so it's his real second year. They improved to 40 and 42. They didn't really get much help. Um, he averaged 37 points a game. None of his teammates uh, averaged over 15. Uh, they did play the Celtics in the first round, who, if anybody knows anything about NBA history, the Boston Celtics from 1984, basically to 1987, were far and away the best team in the league. Um, and they lost to the Celtics. He obviously had the iconic 63, but he had zero help and played the best team basically in their prime uh, in the league. The, those Celtics teams are regarded as a top five team in NBA history. So when you say that that's a being a total loser, I think you need some context there, that he was playing one of the best teams in league history with basically no help. Um, and then again, 87-88, Pippen's technical rookie year, but again, he barely played, so I'm not really going to count it. Uh, the Bulls improved to 50-32. and 32. Uh, The second leading scorer on the team um, was, again, it's very low. This is in like the 13, 14 points a game range. Um, and Jordan just, again, amazing year. He's up to, um, he was up to 35 points a game in scoring. His second leading scorer was Sam Vincent with 13 points a game. That team was 50 and 32, uh, made the playoffs again. Um, but 
they ran into the prime Bad Boy Pistons and lost in the second round. They beat Cleveland, who is a pretty good team in the first round. Obviously, that's the shot. Um, but yeah, the East was loaded. Uh, we'll get to that later because that's another kind of egregious point that he makes, that the East was terrible when Jordan played, which is just false. Um, so I decided to take that. Those first four years, that's what we'll do. The first four years of their career. And I decided, why not compare it to LeBron? Because that's what he's talking about. He's comparing Jordan to LeBron here. So all these points, I'm going to bounce off and throw to LeBron. Because as we go through this, I think there's a common theme that if you use this logic with LeBron James, it basically doesn't work. Uh, it's the same result. Like, you get the same thing. So let's start off. LeBron's rookie year. 2003 to 2004, uh, the Cavs went 35-47, and 47, obviously missed the playoffs. He was a rookie. He didn't have a lot of help. I, I compare it to Jordan again. He he really just didn't have help, so I'm not going to blame him for like not taking his team to the playoffs. Um, again, he, he wowed everybody. Uh, did, didn't have the scoring numbers that Jordan had. He only averaged just under 21 points a game. But still, uh, 0405, uh, 42 and 40, uh, an improvement. Uh, they did gain uh, Zildrunas Ogowskis as an all star that year. Uh, so he had a little more help. But again, LeBron upped his scoring to 27 points a game. Um, but they did miss the playoffs. Uh, and then in 0506, they improved to 15 and 32. Um, he gets Larry Hughes on the team. Uh, they finally make the playoffs. They beat a pretty pitiful Wizards team in the first round. That was like Gilbert Arenas, Sean Stevenson, Karam Butler, those teams, if anybody can remember that. Um, and then they lost to the uh, Pistons um, in the second round. Uh, that Pistons team was pretty good. Uh, obviously, they were champs uh, two years prior. Um, so moving on to next year, 2006-2007, they go 15-32 again. Uh, they end up going to the finals um, in that year. LeBron carries them there, gets swept by the Spurs. But again, you look at competition, and we'll get into Eastern Conference competition later, but they didn't really play anyone to get there. Uh, again, the Eastern Conference Finals, they played the Pistons, who the year prior, again, great team they lost to. This time, they didn't have Ben Wallace or Leon, uh, their coach. Uh and then, other than that, they didn't, you know, they didn't really play much, uh, many good competition. They played the Nets, who were on the downswing, and again, the weak Wizards, who they beat the year prior. Um, so I think with that point, you can't really say that that should count against Jordan, because if you're comparing it to LeBron, it was effectively the same thing, except he played in a weaker Eastern Conference, and we'll get to that. But he played in a weaker Eastern Conference, so he was able to mow through it. If Jordan was never faced again, and we'll talk this about this more in depth later, if Jordan never had to play the Pistons, never had to go through the Celtics, never had to go through you know the Bucks or the Cavs or any of the good teams in the 80s, then I, I think we would have seen him go to a finals earlier too. But, you know, again, you're going to run into the bad boys, you run into the 80s Celtics, there's not much you can do. Uh, so his next point is that he never beat Larry Bird. Um, so this point I, I found kind of dumb just off the beat because uh, their primes barely overlapped. If you think about Bird's prime, like Larry Bird's prime, I consider it 1980 to 1988. 
Um, that was his peak. He won all his championships, all his MVPs. So that's his second year, essentially up to the last year before he like really felt the effects of the back injury. Um, Jordan got into the league in 84. Obviously, we went over. He didn't play in 85. And those first four years, ironically, are when their primes overlapped. Uh, so they only played once in the playoffs. He says that he never beat Bird in the playoffs. And to that, I just kind of say, like, obviously, uh, he played Bird at his peak when he had no help. Still got the 63-point game, but again, he didn't beat him, obviously. The Celtics were by far the favorites to win the championship that year. And the Bulls were, like, just making the playoffs for the first time in a while. Or being, yeah, making the playoffs for the first time in a while. And... They weren't expected to do much. Um, Compare that, I guess, to LeBron. The best player in the league, per se, or even like one of the top three, weren't really playing in the East. I think if you look at it, it would probably be between Kobe, Tim Duncan, maybe Shaq, all who were out West. Um, In the East, it would have been Iverson or Jay Kidd, I guess, with the Nets and Sixers, but he never really played them. Uh, So for this, I kind of ended up just using the Detroit Pistons because I feel like that was really the only contender in the East at the time. Um, So I took, again, those those really first uh, two years of their careers, like when they ended up playing, um, you know, Bird and in this case the Pistons when they were good. Uh, so for MJ, I took 84, 85, and 86, 87 because he didn't play in 85. Combined record of those two seasons is 1-9 against the Celtics. Uh, for From 03 to 05 for LeBron, he was a combined 5-7 and seven in the regular season. Both these are in the regular season against the Pistons. Um, both are losing records, but again, comparing that Pistons team to one of the best teams of all time and that Celtics team is just not even close. You can't compare them. One has... Three Hall of Famers in the starting lineup, all in their prime, and a couple more off the bench. And the other is just kind of like this ragtag group that won a ring on one of the best runs of all time and then started to fall apart. Um, his next egregious point to me was that he could never beat a super team. Um, again, he cited the Celtics, Pistons, and Magic. Uh, for the Celtics, they were a super team when Jordan's teams were awful and Jordan was super young. Um, the Pistons, uh, he ended up beating the Pistons uh, in his second try around. So uh, he did beat that super team. Uh, and then he mentioned the Magic and said that he lost to the Magic. If you're counting that loss to the Magic, you have to take into consideration that season. Michael Jordan had just come back from playing baseball. He played 17 regular season games, and everybody admits in that playoff run, he was so winded. And not even that. The Magic were, one, the best team in the NBA, and two, the hottest team in the league. And that super team, they lost in six games. But then the next year, the Bulls came back and swept basically that same Magic team going 72-10 and 10 in the regular season. So to say that he couldn't beat that super team is just completely wrong. And then also, to not to miss, and I'll just go over some of the Eastern teams. 
to miss the Knicks, who were basically a super team when Jordan played. You have to put that into consideration. In 1993, they were the best record in the East with 60 wins, and the Bulls beat them in the conference finals. 94-95, they were the best and second best records in the East. 96, second best record in the East. 97, third best record in the East. 98, second best record in the East. This was a team that was consistently great, had a Hall of Fame center with a ton of great pieces around him. That, at the time, if you're going to say the magic, or if, or if you're going to say the Pistons, when he didn't, you know, those Pistons, if you're going to say those two are super teams, you have to say that that, those Knicks are super teams. Not to mention that there were also some pretty good teams that at one time you might be able to consider super teams with Nick Wright's, Nick Wright kind of has a fluid definition of a super team. uh, So I don't really know how to define it. I just kind of threw out some names who at one time they were, I guess, technically super teams for the time. Uh, the Pacers, the Jazz, the Blazers, Sonics, and Heat, as well as the Knicks I already mentioned. Um, and again, compare that to LeBron's super teams in the East, it's kind of just the Celtics, and that's it. Uh, you want to talk about never beating a super team in the East? LeBron never did. When the Celtics were in their prime, he never beat them. When he went to Miami with the big three, yes, he beat those Celtics in seven games, and Chris Bosh was hurt, and it was a great series for him. But you have to point out, those Boston Celtics were ridiculously old. Paul Pierce was 34, Ray Allen was 36, Kevin Garnett was 35. Ray Allen shot poorly the entire series, and the team basically got carried by Rajon Rondo, and Rajon Rondo is not going to beat Dwayne Wade and LeBron James in their prime. Uh, if you want to point out super teams he played in the finals, the Warriors and Spurs, he's 1-3 against the Warriors in the finals. And again, I get it that the Warriors are a lot better of a team. But still, Nick Wright is making some egregious assumptions about who Jordan was beating and not beating. And if he's going to count Larry Bird as a serious loss on Jordan's career, then the Warriors count on the bronze. Again, the Spurs, if you want to count them as a super team that he played in the finals, he's 1-2 against them. And if you want to talk about super teams that MJ played in the finals, He's 2-0 against the Jazz and 1-0 against the Sonics. If you want to call those Blazers a super team, fine. I think you can call the Lakers that he beat the first time around a super team. So he also beat them if you want to say that. So, yeah. Number four, this is the one that I've kind of been throwing in and out of this episode and all these points, but I think I'm going to hit it really hard here, is that the East was terrible. Um, he says that this, there is no basis for this. Uh, the, I mean, the East was just not terrible. That's kind of a fact of MJ's career. Um, again, I'm just going to go down the teams, uh, who I think were pretty darn good during MJ's career in the East. Uh, you had those 80s Celtics that were aforementioned, uh, the bad boy Pistons, those 80s Bucks, the 86ers with Charles Barkley. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks with Dominique Wilkins, the Knicks, who we already mentioned, the Cavs were always consistently good, the Pacers with Reggie Miller, the Magic, who we already mentioned, and the Miami Heat of the late 90s with Hardaway and Mourning, who were consistently at the top. Um, in LeBron's East, you had Reggie Miller's declining Pacers for a year, uh, those great Pistons, um, the Big Three Celtics, the Heat with Wade before he got there, uh, the Raptors with DeRozan and Lowry, obviously. Um, the Magic with Dwight. The Bulls with D-Rose. The newer version of the Pacers with Paul George and Roy Hibbert. 
And I couldn't find many other teams that I would consider, like, elite-ish. I guess you could count Mellow's Knicks if you wanted to throw them in there. Um, But other than that, I just threw in the Hawks that one good year and the Hospital Celtics that he keep beating in the playoffs in the last couple years. Um, So the only team out of MJ's list that he never beat was those 80 Celtics. Again, played them in one series, didn't really have the opportunity to go at them with a good team uh, even close to his prime. Um... And again, those those Pistons, when they were really good, uh, LeBron really never beat him. Um, Again, that was just kind of his first two years, but he did end up beating him, so I'll give him that. Um, Other than that, he lost to the Orlando Magic. He lost to the Big Three Celtics until he got help. Um, Yeah, but other than that, he was running through them. Uh, Nick Wright pointed out that in 19 after the Pistons, no team in the East had one-plus Hall of Famer on it, which is true, I guess. But, again, you want to go past the Pistons into that, you know, era. You look at the Sixers had Barkley, the Hawks had Dominique, the Knicks had Ewing, uh, the Cavs had Price, Pacers had Miller, Magic had Shaq and Penny, the Heat had Hardaway and Mourning. Uh, In the East for LeBron... Uh, again, we're gonna do the same thing as he did with Jordan. He said before nineteen or a, sorry after nineteen ninety. Um, so we're gonna go after two thousand eleven. Uh, the teams with one plus Hall of Famer other than the LeBrons. Um, it's just those thirty Celtics. Those Celtics who had a thirty. F- I have it here: thirty-four-year-old Paul Pierce, thirty-six-year-old Ray Allen, and the thirty-five-year-old Kevin Garnett. If you really want to count that, then so be it. Other than that, after 2011, you look at teams with one Hall of Famer, I guess the Magic with Dwight, and the, yeah, I guess just the Magic with Dwight, and if you want to make the argument for that one year, the Bulls with D-Rose. So, I would say the East was uh, not very weak when Michael Jordan was playing in it. And his final point, um, which I think is his worst point by far. I think all these have been pretty bad. But his worst point by far is that, quote, everyone won a ring under his watch. Um, So, again, I'll go back to the players he listed uh, verbatim. Um, Bird, Kareem, Magic, Isaiah Thomas, Hakeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, David Robinson, and Tim Duncan. Um. So if you look at it this way, he wasn't in his prime or contending at all uh, when Bird, Magic, and Kareem won rings. I guess if you want to count uh, the time that, that Magic and Kareem beat the Pistons after they had killed Jordan, then fine. Uh, but still, he wasn't really contending nor had a chance to prevent them from doing that. Uh he was basically retired for Hakeem and Drexler. If you want to count the 17 games he came back and played, whatever. Um, but again, he wasn't that, you know, prepared and ready, and now where was the team. Uh, for Sha- This is the most egregious for Shaq, Kobe, Tim Duncan, and David Robinson. Nate, sorry, Nick Wright is counting the Wizards' years. 
against Jordan for that. If you think those Wizards teams were contending or a 38-year-old Michael Jordan on his last legs coming off of three years of not playing basketball and just kind of sitting on his ass, if you really think that you can count those four as winning a championship under his watch, then do it. But just know that you sound like an idiot because he he could do nothing to prevent that. He was an old man who hadn't played in a billion years. I'm sure if he was still playing, like if he didn't retire in 98, at the end of that year, if he didn't retire and he kept playing, yeah, maybe you would count that. If he kept playing and kept contending on the Bulls. He signed with the Wizards, and those teams were awful. And uh, if you're wondering... How many players that leaves? You might, you might, you know, you might think, oh, that, that's still probably going to leave a ton of players from that original list. Uh, it leaves one. One player is left on that list, and it's ironic because it's actually a player that kind of retweeted this and made it go viral. But uh, it's Isaiah Thomas. Is the only one left on that list. Um, so again, we'll flip the logic on its head. Let's do the same exact thing with LeBron. All right, so. Just like Nick Wright did, we're going to go from the time he entered the league to when he retired, or in this case, when LeBron's still playing. Um, so, yeah, let's run through them. Uh, Shaq, Kobe, Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade, Chauncey Billups, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, Rajon Rondo, uh, Pau Gasol, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant. Now, again, this doesn't seem fair, does it? Because LeBron, in a lot of those years, could do nothing to, to stop those guys from winning championships on his watch. So I decided to take it and make it fair for both guys. Let's do the years, only the years, that they were contending. So for Jordan, I took 87 to 98. I think we can count those as years that they were, quote, contending. Right? We'll count those. Uh, and for LeBron... Uh, we will count 2008 to, I, I guess, now. Um, yeah, we'll do, we'll do now. Um, so, for Michael Jordan, that leaves Magic, Kareem, and Isaiah. For those years, 87 to 98, that leaves Magic, Kareem, Isaiah. Um, not counting the years that he was retired, obviously, because that's not really fair. For LeBron, from 08 to 2020, that leaves Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, Rajon Rondo, Kobe Bryant, Pau Gasol, Dirk Nowitzki, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Kevin Durant. So, if we're wondering who really won rings on whose watch, I think LeBron has given up a lot more than MJ has. He also mentioned that we should talk about the seasons outside of championships, and citing only Jordan's championship seasons isn't fair, which is true, I'll give him that. So um, I took uh, both Jordan and LeBron's averages um, from the seasons that they didn't win championships. Uh, for Jordan's, I, I actually have his numbers from if you don't include the Wizards years and if you do. If you don't, outside of his championship years or the years that he was hurt, uh, you get 33.3 points a game, 6.1 assists, 6 rebounds on 52% field goal shooting. Uh, for LeBron, 
you get 13 seasons instead of Jordan's five outside of his championships. You get 13 uh, with 27.3 points a game, 7.3 assists, 7.3 rebounds on just under, but basically 50% uh, field goal shooting. Even if you factor in the Wizards' years with Jordan, you still have basically 30 points a game, 5.6 assists, 6 rebounds a game on 49% shooting. Um, In those years where... Both of them, respectively, didn't win championships. Uh, Michael has a Rookie of the Year, Defense Player of the Year, one MVP, seven All-Star appearances, an All-Star Game MVP, three All-NBA first-team appearances, one All-NBA second-team appearance, two All-NBA for or All-Defensive all first-teams, uh, three scoring titles, and uh, two times he was the Steals champ uh, for LeBron in the years they didn't win a ring. He is a... Two-time MVP, 12-time All-Star, Rookie of the Year. He won one scoring title, one All-NBA defensive second team, two All-Defensive first teams, two All-Star MVPs, nine-time All-NBA first team, two-time All-NBA second team, uh, and one uh, All-NBA third team. Um, But again, if you want to look at all-time, just also counting the years they won championships, because again, that takes out four years of LeBron's. 17, but six of Jordan's 15. Um, then Jordan has six rings, six finals MVPs, five MVPs, 14 all-star appearances, three all-star MVPs, 10 all-NBA first teams, one all-NBA second team, a defensive player of the year, nine-time all-defensive first team, rookie of the year, all-rookie first team, 10-time scoring champ, and a three-time steals leader. You want to look at LeBron's, that's four-time champ. Uh, four-time Finals MVP, four MVPs, 16 All-Stars, three All-Star Game MVPs, 13 All-NBA First Teams, two All-NBA Second Teams, an All-NBA Third Team, uh, five-time All-Defensive First Teams, uh, one All-Defensive Second Team, Rookie of the Year, All-Rookie First Team, uh, one scoring title still, and he led the league in assists this year. Uh, Obviously, both are very accomplished, but that's just the full picture. Uh, Nick Wright's final thing is that we should... Uh, include Jordan's three-point shooting. I just argue that you should not. Uh, You have to take into account how the league changed, uh, how in Jordan's era, if you look at Michael Jordan's numbers um, of how threes were shot back then, that it wasn't really necessary to shoot threes. Um, Again, if you want to take LeBron's three-point shooting, he kind of played in that era. Uh, If you take the years... You know, again, we'll just go before they won a championship. Uh, LeBron's three-point percentage was down basically 10% of what it was the next year. He went from 30, around the 30s in shooting to 41% in 2013. And then again, Jordan, in the 80s and early 90s, you weren't really shooting threes. But after he unretired, he shot 50% from three, then 43, uh, then 37 from three um yeah so i really argue that we shouldn't bring up three-point shooting because the eras are different lebron has to shoot more threes jordan didn't that's just kind of one of those things you'll run into when you're comparing players um who played in pretty different eras um i think all we know for sure is that talent wins out but at the end of the day this this was what i have this was my rebuttal to nick wright and his argument using strictly facts um, about why Michael Jordan is still better than LeBron. Do I think LeBron could catch him? Yes. I think LeBron has a lot left in him. Do I think he will? 
no. Um, but yeah, this video is going viral. Uh, even Billy sent it to me, so I had to kind of do this, I feel like, after I saw it, just because I thought it was very, very wrong. Uh, but yeah, uh, again, uh, let me know what you think uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Beating Buzzer, both of them. Remember to follow um, those, uh, follow and share the podcast from Spotify. Um, I've been Adam, that's been my argument. This has been a special little episode of just comparing two guys. Might do one of these again, it's pretty fun. But uh, yeah, have a great, great, great rest of uh, your October.